Welcome to Sasquatch Podcast, where we like our reviews shaken, not stuck. I am your host, Jester, and on the other side of the table is... Big Chungus. And in this thrilling episode, we will be diving into Casino Royale, a 2006 spy film, and is the 21st in the Ian Ian production of James Bond series. And is a third screen ad, ad up, adept, and uh, adept of Ian Fleming, 1953 novel of the same name, and directed by Martin Campbell, and is written by Neve, uh, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, and the first film to star Daniel Craig as fictional MI6 agent James Bond, 007. There have been a total of six Bonds, and there has been a total of 26 movies, and the first Bond was Sean Connery in Dr. No. And then there was George Laz- uh, Lazinaba, and then Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and then Ian, and then Daniel Craig. A little bit about the movie. So, uh, you you haven't seen much of James Bond, right? No. So, the only James Bonds that I really remember are the Goldfinger, and and remembering is a is kind of a strong word to say. More that I remember parts of is Goldfinger, Nightfire, um. Casino Royale, and then very, very, very early parts of, um, is it Skyfall? Yeah. Like, very early parts of it. But other than that, um, I'm not, I'm not as invested in the Bond universe as most people are. I I was, I was a, I'm a huge Bond fan. Um, I actually have two posters of the old Bond series of all of them, and, uh, I love Bond. I've seen every single Bond so far of Daniel Craig's in the movie theaters, and I I, I love it. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I always wanted to be James Bond, as you know, who who wouldn't want to be a badass and also a badass Englishman that gets all the ladies. Yeah, basically. Yeah, except they all try to kill him. Oh, well, all of them. A, a good chunk of them do. Well, uh, anywho. A little bit about of Casino Royale. We just got done watching it. Casino Royale takes place at the beginning of Bond's career as 007. Um, all the Bond movies have had different James Bonds. So, you know, it's just not one James Bond. So this is a brand new James Bond. Uh, so uh, Like they're in the same universe? It's the same universe, but different uh, portrays. So, so kind of like how... Um, so Pierce Brosnan, let's say Pierce Brosnan was before Daniel Craig. He kind of retired. So this is the new James Bond, 007. So the James Bond is not, isn't the isn't just him. That's his, like, that's his agent name that he chose. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, now that makes complete sense now. So it takes place... So this... Bond career 007 as he's uh, carrying his, li- he's just now getting his license to kill. Um, Bond is on assignment to watch a bankrupt, a bankrupt 
terrorist financer Lee Chefez in a high-stake poker game, a.k.a. Casino Royale. Um, at Casino Royale, I love it when they say the name. I really love when they say the name of the movie in the movie. You know, like, dude, where's my car? And they actually say, dude, where's my car? Or like when they say... Yeah, I, I, I love it when they have... They add it in, you know? It's funny, a uh, family guy referenced that feeling... Um, in one of the episodes is when they, I think it was an even a James Bond reference where they said it was the name of the movie. They said the name of the movie in the movie. And he was like, ah, he said it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's the same way I am about these, about these movies. Cause yeah, that's when you hear the names of the villains or the operation or whatever or, uh, it is. I know what you did last summer. And, yeah. and, and that's like the main thing is I know summer and it's like ah that's the name of the movie yeah 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 um uh so the movie um it takes place in monte carlo and bond falls in love with a uh, a woman shocker i mean he falls in love with every single woman does he fall in love with them or do they fall in love with him i mean you know yin yang yang i mean tomato tomato it's about the same thing maybe I mean, you know, just look at Daniel Craig. I mean, he's pretty, pretty good looking dude. Yeah, yeah. He looks older than he is. I mean, all it's the weird. James Bond look fucking older. Not the, uh, not the guy from Nightfire. He actually looks like what you would imagine a Bond to look like. I mean, Pierce Brosnan. I mean, he looks like he's fucking like, you know, forty-five, fifty. Yeah, like early forties. Same thing as Sean Connery. Yeah, but Sean Connery's got... Did he have the beard? No. No. Yeah. No, he didn't have a beard back then. Anyway. Anyways. um, You know, and then uh, falls in love with all the females. Female fatality Vesper, Linda, a treasure employee assigned to provide the money to James Bond during the Casino Royale. So she was the money. Um, needs for the... The film begins a, a story arc. Then can this after this movie done, uh, then basically it's a story arc of three movies. And so it goes this one, which is Casino Royale, and then two thousand eight, uh, Quantum of Solace comes out, and then after that it's Skyfall. Um, so it's a trilogy story. Yeah, basically. Which is also another name for Dan Craig. It's James Bond. After that, Skyfall. And then, uh, basically, it stops there. But then it starts up again with Spectrum, which is the newer, the, the one, latest one. The one that's been in production for, like, what, three years now? Three years. But it's done. But then, um, oh, Spectrum. And then, the new, and then the newer one is supposed to come out this year has basically been pushed back to 2021 uh, is No Time to Die which is basically Daniel Craig's last of all James Bond movies. So wait, so after Spectrum he's, he's and then um, and then No Time to Die is he's the last completely one. done. He'll be completely done, yeah. This is the, then that will be his last one. Um, anywho, Casino Royale budget is was $150 million dollars Wow, they spent that well. 
Uh, this they did is, a fantastic job with that budget. Uh, and made in total box office $616.5 million. Uh, this film, million or billion? Because uh, million. Six hundred. Six hundred and sixteen. So they made uh, they made like an extra two hundred million. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. No, they did like for the first James Bond movie in a long time. Yeah, in a long time. Um, fun fact: the film's locations were the Bahamas, Paraguay, uh, UK. Also, Venice, Italy. Um, so, you, I mean, they're fucking... It's it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, it really is. And that's why I'm saying, like, that, that budget was stretched out really well. Uh, not only for the locations and making it all seem like it really is happening, but also... Um, oh, what would, how would I describe it? Making the Bond universe really come alive. Because, yeah. like, he's not... He's he's a British secret agent. He's not an American, so you wouldn't see a lot of America or any American involvement. It's a lot of um, European involvement. Yeah, it's... Yeah, around the world. And so... Not in the United States. So, yeah, so obviously I mean, they have to go other places. I mean, all James Bond movies uh, have been numerous different locations, and... Basically, almost a lot of the locations you see, it says there was Miami Airport, but that was not Miami Airport. That was somewhere else. Yeah, it was a fictional airport, but they were using... Um, fun fact, um, director Quentin Tarantino expressed interest in directing and a- adapting of Casino Royale. But Ian was not interested. Also, Tarantino said he wanted Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, and he wanted this movie set... In a 1960s, so it wouldn't look 2000, it'd look older. Kind of, he wanted to stick to the book, but they wanted more update. Well, yeah, because this even, uh, the back of the, the, uh, the DVD box even says this is before he gets, this is like his, uh, what would you say, like first assignment? Yeah, his first. As adult, as 007? Yeah, because he was just. He was just getting his license to kill. Yeah, so I could see where that would have made sense, but I did like that they modernized it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad they went with uh, someone else besides Quentin Tarantino, even though it would have been really interesting for him to. What did do, he make? Uh, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill, Kill Bill Two. Oh, The Hateful Eight. Ooh, uh, yeah. I don't think I could take it seriously then. If he would have made it, I couldn't... Okay, Glorious so... Bastards. See, so... It'd be very so bloody. What, it'd be very bloody, but let's, like... Let's take a break and focus on that. So, the one thing I do know is that the the, the older Bond movies, uh, particularly the one with Oddjob, I remember it was very... Like, not unprofessional, but they, like, had to make do with the budget that they had at the time and the limitations of technology then. But I remember when I watched uh goldfinger uh like it felt real even though it was you know a different it was what like the 70s or something like that 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 or the yeah late 60s um it still felt like they did a good job about making sure to not make it like 
goofy the way that TV and everything kind of kind of takes the Bond universe. You know, they make the the bad guy have like a evil cat or a weird monocle oh like or like like uh, Michael Myers or Mike Myers uh, Austin Powers. Austin yeah, Powers. they didn't turn it into that, but it's it's like if Quentin Tarantino would have done it, it would have looked really. It would have been over the top for a Bond movie, because that I think that's kind of why I like them is that they're subtle. Like all the action is fairly subtle for a spy movie. Yeah, like, it, it, the idea that you're not supposed to get caught, guy running after someone else, fighting another guy, then you know have an interrogation part. Um, I think Quentin Tarantino would have done it really different. There'd be a lot of blood. Uh, it would have looked kind of fake because enormous stuff, explosions. Uh, no, not Michael Bay. Um, no, no, not Michael Bay. Fair. But like enormous explosions of like of like private yachts or something. Like yeah, because yeah. his because Quentin Tarantino is very very story based. Like Hateful Eight. There's like several parts to this and that, and this person is related to this person. He knows this person because he's part of this person. He lied. There's people under the floor that you don't know about until later on, but this person poisoned this person. He knows this person. There's not like turned this person. Like it's everywhere. And you know, at the end, you don't know what happens because it ends. Yeah. Yeah. I he would have had he would have had a very interesting creative take on it james bond you have to pay attention to it but you can kind of like look away for a little bit talk about something look back and still pick it up Mm -hmm. tarantino you look at it you watch it for a little bit turn away you come back you're like i'm completely lost who's that person now why is he related to that person you know yeah it's different all right um now the now the fun part special effects so basically the first scene shot where one is involving a madagascar building site which you saw him running around after a guy to basically bring in alive and you know there's a shootout and it's you know it's it's where the guy with the scar and all that stuff mm-hmm. at the start when he has the bomb that's the very first. Um, basically, was used. It was basically used in a. Uh, it was in it was in the Bahamas, uh, at the site of a, a deflected hotel. So it was an old hotel. Was the hotel was used in in nineteen seventy seven during the filming. In the Spy Who Loves Me, so it was basically the same building they used in a 1977 The Spy Who Loved Me, which was another um, James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. That's uh, cool. Yeah, so they tried to reuse stuff, so it's like little nostalgia stuff. Be like, oh, I remember that place. If you or like an Easter egg. Yeah, an Easter egg. Um, the scene Bond drives a digger toward the building and slamming into the concrete platform. Uh, the sky fleet. Uh, so that was part of it. Uh, then the sky fleet, a S five seven O aircraft in the film was a ex British airway, a seven forty seven, which basically uh that big airplane. Yeah. In the movie, uh, the seven forty seven 
2008 GBDXJ, which you know is something, which had had to be uh, the engine had to be removed. So basically, it was just a giant hollow shell of a plane that they were going to try to blow up. Oh, the the one where uh, you mean the thing with the uh, the truck? Yeah, yeah, the gas truck, truck. The gas truck. Yeah. Oh, so that was just a completely empty shell. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it had to be remodeled. And it was a modified for the appearance in a movie. And also, the plane can be seen in the BBC um, motor, motoring program Top Gear uh, on a test track. And it was in it was in that that this thing was back in two thousand six. So Top Gear was like a big thing all around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the car show, which I liked, I watched. Um, so that's something interesting that, you know, that thing wasn't even running and it was in a prop for uh, Top Gear. Hmm. Um, now the most, f- the, the, the famous Bond car, uh, the Aston Martin, uh, it's been in every single Bond movie. You know, yeah, Aston sl- Martin is, is the... Is the brand that James Bond drives? It's the it's the it's, car brand that he. It's the, it's the ones with back back in the you know Pierce Brosnan and Sean Connery the 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 car that can shoot missiles out of the headlights the car that has uh, shielding uh, Pierce Brosnan uh, drove the car with his watch when he's ducking and being shot at. Uh, oh yeah, the car sure. that has guns, the car that has uh, oil that spirits at the back, or the the gas. I mean, this the car has many gadgets as you saw he, mm-hmm. in one part of the movie where he presses it and it comes out with a defibrillator and you know things to help him survive the drug attack that he's been drugged or poisoned. Uh, it didn't get showed off that much. The car, uh, the Aston Martin, was still in final phases of being designed during the filming of it. Uh, this particular yeah the DVS is the name of the car. There were two two hero cars uh, in the whole entire film. As you saw, one of them, uh, Adam Kirkley, was the stunt driver for the Bond movies, and he's been performing. Uh, he was the stunt driver for the Bond movie, and he performed a Guinness Book of World Record on November fifth, two thousand six. As a, as a new world record for exceeding a speed of 70 miles per hour and rotating the car seven times while being filmed in there. As you saw, you know, you, you read about that world record. Yeah, I remember reading about how uh, when they shot the scene, they didn't realize that they even broke the world record until afterwards. Yeah, no, um, to help the car roll, he had to have a giant air cannon uh, being blown at him. And, uh, man, seeing that car roll like that in the movie kind of made me sad because that's, like, a very, very expensive car. And knowing the car was being just designed in the final phases and they destroyed one, I mean, fuck. I mean, guess that where most of the money went for $150 million budget. Destroying a concept car? Oh, no. Yeah, basically. Mm, not really. I mean, I mean, it still had an engine and everything. Yeah. 50, 50 Gs down the drain. Not that bad. I mean, 50 Gs, what am I talking about? Aston Martins are like 
easily a hundred thousand hundred plus thousand yeah I would ask Google but uh, <laughs> um man it's and James Bond has came a long ways um also a little bit about the music the Casino Royale music the soundtrack was released by Sony Classical Records. I don't know if Sony's still around. Sony Records or Sony Classical Records? Classical Records. I don't know if Sony Classical Records is around, but I know that Sony Records is like one of the biggest producing companies. Uh, on uh, record the companies. 14th of November, 2006, featured music and composed by veteran composer David Arnold. His this is his fourth this was his fourth Bond soundtrack. Uh, composing, so he did a lot of Bond movies. Also, um, I know Sony Classical is still around. Oh, really? Oh. Um. Also, um, the opening scene, the opening music. I love the opening music to all Bond movies. Uh, either it has Bond girls, uh, or you know, great uh cartoon effects, or you know, the singers really well. This one was done by Chris Cornell did the opening for Casino Royale. The name of it was You Know My Name. So it kind of revolves around uh, James Bond's first uh, uh, assignment, mm -hmm. You Know My Name. So it's like James Bond. Becoming James Bond. Basically. Uh, the Bond within the Bond. Uh, the music, uh, the music, I just love the music because it's so good now. Uh, and man, Chris Cornell. Uh, if you don't know who Chris Cornell was, um, he was a good singer, uh, great singer. Uh, he he was uh, part of Soundgarden. Uh, he did Audio Slave. He did some stuff with Pearl Jam, but sadly um, mm -hmm. he passed away in uh, in May eighteenth, uh, two thousand seventeen. Rest in pieces, Chris Cornell. Rip. Uh, he did commit suicide, but yeah. Um, so, uh, after seeing the movie, again, uh, I know it was one of your favorite Bond movies. Uh, one of my favorite Bond movies, too. Uh, what, what do you give out of, uh, uh, out of, uh, James Bond movies? Out uh, of James Bond movies? Um. From what you've seen. So, from what I've seen, um, I'd give this one seven and a half. Just because I, I, I don't know. Bond movies. Well, okay, that's that's not fair. I, it's not that I don't know them. It's that I don't. I haven't seen very many of them. I've only seen maybe four or five of them. And there's how many? Twenty six. There's twenty six now, including the uh, the newest one. Uh, no, no time to die. Um, and so yeah, so I still got nineteen more to go. But like, whenever I watched them, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like this. Um, I mean, the, I don't have really anything to base it off of though, because I've I've only watched part of them throughout my life. I liked Sean Connery as uh, James Bond when he uh, Doctor No. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, there's so many good Bond villains out there. It's hard to name them all. Uh, Octopussy is a great movie. Uh, yes, that is one. Uh, I mean, I I give this uh, an eight. Because I, I enjoy it. I love the action. Uh, the earlier ones were kind of cheesy, but it was funny cheesy. Good. It's cheesy action. Um, but uh, this James Bond just gets the crappy out of him. I mean. 
Yeah, that's the one thing I I know at least is I, that the Daniel Craig Bond is the like the one Bond that doesn't win. Like, and by no means am I one to speak on I mean, the different Bonds, but this is like the one Bond that like just doesn't like something bad happens to him after each time. Yeah, yeah. Like, dang. Like he he oh, gets boy, the guy, he gets, he gets everything, gets the bad guy, but in the end, he loses the girl. He loses something, and it feels like he doesn't win. And and you're right. In all the other Bond movies, like uh, Moonraker, he gets the girl at the end, and he's happy. And or or uh, Goldfinger, uh, you know, still the same thing. Gets he the previous ones, he always gets the girl at the end. Daniel Craig movies, he loses a girl, and she dies. Quantum of Solace. One of the girls that was an agent for MI6, she dies at the start and drowns by oil. And he kind of fell in love with her, too. Uh, Sky, uh, Skyfall, I think he loses a girl. Spectrum, no spoilers. But he loses uh, M at the end. Uh, so he loses someone there. Um, this one, surprisingly... This one, you don't see Q. Q is part of the James Bond series that he does all the gadgets. And this one was the very first one that I've seen that Q wasn't part That's of. That's what I was about to say. Like, where's the where's like the the main gadget? But then again, this is the first Bond. Like, this is supposed to be the first Bond. Like of Daniel Craig. Yeah, so he's not supposed to have all of his gadgets Habitation. quite yet. Yeah. Um. Now, uh, throughout the time of James Bond, uh, from I know Pierce Brosnan, uh, there was uh, GoldenEye was a really big one back then, and they had a video game 007 GoldenEye for the N64. Oh God! Everybody remembers. Everybody remembers it. Everybody loves the first-person shooter for that, and they played it all multiplayer. And it looks like trash today. It's still good though. Is yeah. No. Um, I know there was. I know. Uh, there's Tomorrow Never Dies, I think was the one. I didn't really play it. The one I played the crap out of, the absolute shit out of that game was Nightfire. I had a shitty ass, like, uh, multiplayer, but the split screen was one of those ones where it was just, it was so bad it was good. Like, it, the controls were super janky, it was on the Xbox, and, um, there was, oh god, it was a, it was this one level where it's in the snow, and uh, it's called like cabin or something. And uh, yeah, you basically it's a three lane map. You just shoot at people from from literally these two points. You can snipe each other, and it was just the most ridiculous thing. Huh. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, you're right. That was pure, that's a Pierce Brosnan movie. Uh, Bond Girls. Uh, now, there's been a lot of Bond Girls. Oh, the Bond Girls. Uh, Halle Berry was a Bond Girl. Halle Berry was a Bond Girl? Really? I believe so. Dang. Oh, yeah. She was... Actually, she was, she was a Bond Girl, but she played for a different side. She was an agent, and it was the Snow one. I can't remember. Never Say Die, I think. Uh, 
don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask for Bond names because yeah. I don't know all of, or <laughs> Bond titles because again, I've only I've only caught like four or five of them. You need, to, you need to watch some old ones. I get uh, I, okay. From what I saw of the old ones with Sean Connery, they do not age very well. They're very yeah, but they're Bond movies. They're Bond movies, but they're it's not that they're campy. They're just weird. Um, so in terms of this movie, I liked it because, uh, it's, it's really subtle about Bond not being James Bond. Like, like, yeah, like, I, so, so realizing now that, um, like after having the clarification that Bond isn't Agent 007, it's, it's crazy that he's as good as he is in the movie like y- you know as a first time as a first time licensed to kill agent you you know he has to play it really safe with the with the main villain and you can tell he doesn't really know what he's doing especially yeah, when no. he lose what was it 40 million he just loses like like nothing yeah 45 million you see and it's like I don't know. It just makes it makes this bond, I think, a little more realistic. Because he made like mistakes. He yeah, he made. Oh, he made a real big mistake. Also, he's not good at killing people in this one. Because the, those two, he killed the two, him. he killed them, but like he also got slashed right down the chest. Yeah, and, and he struggled to like fight him, so he obviously crashed wasn't the car. Crashed the car. Yeah, he really fucks up in this one. It's just, but it shows that he is vulnerable. Yeah, he's still vulnerable. Like in the other ones, he's this overpowered, like badass. Yeah, even totally honest. uh, Looking back, as you're saying this now, watch remembering the Pierce Brosnan, remembering the Sean Connery, David Moore, all them. He gets everything at the end. He he kills a bad guy. He gets away. With basically saving the world or saving MI6, and he's the super agent. And now seeing this one and realizing, wow, he is just vulnerable. He screws up. He loses everything. And then remember, you know, then thinking, okay, I've seen Quantum of Solace and I've seen Skyfall. And like, wow, he, they really make this James Bond basically, wow. He, so he's not a superhero anymore. Pierce Brosnan, is that? His name? Pierce Brosnan, yeah. So, I remember seeing his movies, and, like, he's, like, your typical, like, suave, Mm good-looking, like... Mm -hmm. British guy. British beefy guy who who gets the girl. Like, he's just Mm -hmm. beats the shit out of the bad guys Mm -hmm. and, like, like, saves the day. But, like, that's what I'm saying. That's why I like this one better, because with Pierce... He's, like, unrealistic. Like, he's, like, there's no, like, of course, he's James Bond. Of course, he's, like, a badass. He's got all the gadgets. He's this cool guy who, yeah, he gets caught, but realistically, in the end, what's gonna happen? Oh, yeah, he's gonna get away. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking... He gets the girl no matter what. Yeah, he gets the girl no matter what. And and this James Bond, Daniel Craig, loses girls. Yeah, and... Doesn't matter what he does, he still loses the girl. Yeah, he still loses the girl, and he gets his ass kicked. It's true. But, like... I don't know. I just I feel like hilariously, um, Casino Royale is the best one to start with because it is technically the first Bond. That's true. Like he's uh, this was also a comic strip 
if I, I think Casino Royale, uh, Ian Fleming, this was his very first James Bond movie. And it wasn't really Sean Connery or Dr. No. Yeah, that was the first movie. But this was also the actual first kind of novel for Ian Fleming. It was Casino Royale. And they just decided to finally do it. So I'm really glad they did it with Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, in terms of, like, would you call it an action movie? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's a spy action movie, but, like, I wouldn't call it, like, the same kind of movie as, like, a... Because, like... I say I... action... When I think of action movies, I feel like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, bang, bang, shoot him up. I'm flying by a helicopter, holding a rope, uh, and saving the day. This was, you know... Yeah. But what about, like, the Bourne series? Uh, that, that's that's more like this? a... Because it's kind of the same thing. Bourne... I would say Bourne... Uh, the Bourne series is kind of like the American James Bond, except uh, yeah, like yes. way crazier. Yeah, a little bit more twists and turns. That's what you, we should do next. The Bourne, Bourne series. series. I Those actually, are fantastic. I actually have the whole entire series. Oh my god! <laughs> On DVD, uh, Bourne Ultimatum. Oh yeah, the fight scenes. That's the fight scenes are pretty wicked Jesus when he starts fighting Jason Bourne. Yeah, and then uh, or like um. Oh, I can't even think of John Wick. I mean, oh, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of like a James Bond, except yeah. he's insane with guns. Wake that's John Wick is actually more of an action movie than James Bond is. So okay, I guess what would you call James Bond, or would you, or would you attribute James Bond more to like an Indiana Jones kind of like a action adventure? It's more of an action adventure, but more of a mystery. Because you still don't know. Because on this one, if you're going into it, never seen it before, you're like, oh, that guy's the bad guy. He's the evil guy. But you're wrong. Because he was evil, but he was just part of it. And he owes money to someone else. That that person got blackmailed into helping the actual person who's behind it all. And then apparently that person's behind that person. I thought it was weird that um, the, the, the... Technical bad guy in this movie was the guy from, uh, or was what I recognized him from was from Rogue One. Oh yeah, he yeah. was Jyn Erso's dad, and I was just like, but he was just like the bad guy, but he wasn't the real bad guy. Yeah, no, he was he was basically uh, the and, level one bad guy. To le- the, yeah, and then the level tier. two guy was Mister White. No, he was the final guy. Are you sure? I thought he was like. I thought he's like the grand. Like the the guy who's running all of it. What about the other guy with the shades with the glass? That was basically blackmailing the girl. Oh yeah, true, true. But he wasn't in the sh- in the movie for the most part. Mm, I guess that's where the mystery of it comes in. Yeah, I know. Well, that's where Qu- Quantum of Solace comes in, man. And then uh, Sky. So we're gonna have to make a follow up because I I haven't seen Quantum of Solace in year. I remember in high school when my friends. We're talking about it, and I was in sophomore year, so it's been a fat minute since I've. Quantum Solace was two thousand eight. Where was I? I was traveling. Two thousand eight. Yeah, Quantum Solace. That 2008. was two thousand. And I was a freshman. Good lord, I'm old. Old, old man. Old man. Hey, but, but anyways, you, know, you still you got the you you got the years on Bond. He's like true. in his mid forties, and he's getting bitches. I know. Anyways, Squatchers, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, 
And uh, I've been Jester. And I've been Big Chungus. And we'll see you, Squatchers, later. All right, Squatch out.